Hey guys, Paul Reddick here. Welcome back to another edition, a mini edition of the Baseball Dad Show. And this one's going to kind of be a bookend to the last mini edition we did when we talked about everything we can control and can't control when working with pitchers. This one we're going to tackle a subject that gets talked about a lot. It's really kind of exciting for people to talk about, and that is pitch grips. So um, before we get into it, head on over to BaseballDadShow.com. we got a ton of cool stuff over there for you. Um, free downloads and all kinds of goodies there to help you make the most of your son's experience in the game of baseball. So let's talk about pitch grips. If you were scrolling through your social media and you came upon like Chris Sale or um, Max Scherzer or um, any elite pitcher in the major leagues and they were kind of showing someone their pitch grips, right? You would stop and see what's going on. I, I stopped, right? We all stopped, right? Pitch grips are just kind of like kind of an exciting topic to talk about because we, we still kind of fall prey to think that maybe if we could just grip the ball a different way, we would have a certain pitch the same way another pitcher that we like or admire has. Well, it's just not that. It's just not so. In fact, pitch grips are literally the very last thing that could ever affect the ball. And almost 99.9999% of the time, not the reason your ball is or is not moving. So I want you to visualize just for a second the pitching motion. When would the pitching grip have an effect on the pitch? But literally the last hundredths of a second of that pitch, that when the arm snaps straight its release point and the grip would then have an effect on the ball, which it's hard for me to even say that out loud because I, I know that not to be true, but I'm just saying that's when it would have an effect. If, if pitch grips did affect the pitch, that's the time it would. So literally the last thing that would affect the pitch. I want you to think about all the things that happened prior to that, that could go right or could go wrong in a pitching delivery that might affect the delivery of that arm slot. So what we're trying to do is deliver a consistent release point over and over and over again, as close to home plate, um, 120 times a game, every fifth day for six to nine months. That's the goal of a pitcher at an elite level. But the key is delivering a consistent release point. So I want you to think of all the things that go into uh, delivering a consistent release point, right? The arm has to snap straight in the same spot. So the arm is delivered by the body. And the body the, the body delivers the arm, and the arm delivers the baseball. Time House said that 30 years ago. That's still true, right? There's, there's no way for that not to ever be true. So there's things that could go wrong um, in your in your mechanics and in your delivery that are have absolutely have the effect on whether the ball moves or not. If I can't deliver a consistent predictable release point, I cannot throw consistent predictable pitches with any pitch grip. It, it doesn't matter. And so when we talk about pitch grips and we're fiddling with that and we're trying to make a ball move, we're really kind of looking at um, like adjusting the icing on the cake, but the cake is has not been baked yet. Like the cake is crooked or the cake is not thoroughly cooked. And so Mike Reinhold, great physical therapist from the, from the uh, Boston Red Sox, says, you know, like we, in pitching, we focus too much on the icing and not enough on the cake. And I could not agree with that more, especially when it comes to pitch grips. Pitch grips are not even icing. Pitch grips are like the stuff we write like happy birthday with. Like the, I don't even know if that's called, but you know what I mean? Like the, you know, when they squeeze it out in the tube. And, and so that is, that is really what pitch grips are, where more times than not, what, what makes a pitch move or not move is how consistently we deliver that arm to a, to a release point. How can we, can re, we can re, reproduce that consistent release point. So when I work with pitchers, we will spend 
the majority of our time working on the foundation of building a foundation of functional strength and endurance to support mechanics, support body mechanics, which will deliver a consistent release point over and over again. Once I accomplish that, then all I'm working with on the pitcher is how do we change forearm, wrist, and hand angles to make the ball move? So here's simple. You turn your palm towards your body, you're going to have breaking balls, right? You're going to have curveball sliders and cutters. You turn your palm away from your body, you're going to have sinker changes and screwballs. Simple as that. You need one pitch that goes straight, one pitch that moves towards your arm side, and one pitch that moves towards your glove side. So it's turning your palm in for breaking balls, turning your palm away for off-speed pitches. So it's, it's really the angle of your forearm, wrist, and hand that is going to make the ball move. Now, once I establish that foundation of functional strength with endurance to support body mechanics to deliver a consistent release point for 120 times a game, for however long, how many months they're going to play, every fifth day, for however many months they're going to play. Now, I then turn over the grip to the pitcher. And here's my instructions. I want you to take whatever grip you want that makes you feel like you have um, the hand of God gripping the baseball. So I don't care if you want to throw, if you feel like, hey, if I throw a spiked curve, I feel like I throw the ball better. If I throw with, with the seams, um, against the seams, I, I do not care. And it, all, my only goal as a pitching coach is to send the pitcher out um, equipped with everything he needs to succeed and with the ability to feel confident in the instruction that he has. I don't want to run him out to the, run him out to the mound with a generic pitch grip that he doesn't like when all I care about is forearm, wrist, and hand angle. I don't care about anything else. So if he wants to grip every pitch with a four-seam grip, fine. If he wants to pitch, if he wants to play around with different grips, fine. It, it absolutely positively does not matter one bit to me what grip the pitcher takes with the ball, as long as the foundation of functional strength, the support body mechanics, to deliver a consistent release point are there. And then I educate him our forearm, wrist, and hand angles. Whatever grip he, he takes is up to him. Now, from that, here's how grips can play into it. If psychologically a player feels like a ball moves better because one grip or another, fine. Again, I, 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 at that point in the, in the instruction, I, I just I, I don't care. It's really so subjective to the pitcher, it's how he feels. That's it. And if I have done my job as a pitching coach to prepare him with the strength mechanics and all that, this is, this is just literally writing happy birthday on the cake, and he can write it any way he wants. So when it comes to pitch grips, before you start fiddling with different pitch grips, make sure you're looking at it. You know, it does this pitch off the ability to deliver a consistent release point over and over again. If he does not have that, stop whatever you're doing and start working on that. That is the best long-term fix. Um, fiddling with uh, having another pitcher's pitch grip is literally like ordering the same sandwich they like because that's what they like. It is so unique to every individual pitcher. Um, so that kind of wraps it up. I hope that made sense, and um, I hope that gives you some insight on how to probably work on making the ball move. So there's so much more to it uh, than, than just working on the grip. Um, so head on over to baseballdadshow.com. Check out everything we have over there for you. Thanks again so much for listening, guys. Um, we're getting great feedback on these smaller shows. We're going to keep doing a lot more of them. Um, we feel like you guys can listen to these, like, on your way to work and stuff like that that are a little bit shorter. So um, thanks again so much, guys, for, for listening, and um, I'll see you next week. Hey, it's Paul Reddick. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I wanted to let you know I have a new book out specifically for baseball dads, and I would love for you to check it out. You can go to baseballdadsbook.com 
All the information is there and a pretty good discount for our podcast listeners. So again, it's baseballdadsbook.com. Thanks.